0: some one j show
1: then Woo! I hope that you get everything you want and that you chose. I hope that it's the realest thing that you ever know. Hope you get the pretty girls that's pretty at everything. Million dollar cribs having million dollar dreams. And when you get it all, just remember one day, remember one day. That one man could change the world. That one man could change the world. All I, all I wanted was a hundred million dollars and a bad chick Imagine this a so month, some nights, nice it felt like that I had it Back on the mattress, staring at the ceiling, trying to connect the dots But it's all making those attachments I'm talking dreaming so hard, some nights, nice it felt like draft day You know, my my stepbrother used to flip them bags outside the crib like it was trash. Date, no Kim K, buddy he bagged, yay, yay. But when you're getting fast, money slow down, don't crash. With all the drive in the world, swear you still need gas. Look, think about it close your eyes dream about it tell your team about it go make million dollar schemes about it success is on the way i feel it in the distance used to look up at the stars and be like ain't too much that's different i be shining they be shining get you one shot don't you miss it what you know by waking up every day like you want a mission and i hope you learn to make it on your own and if you love yourself, just,
2: just know you'll never be alone. be alone I hope that you get everything you want and that you chose I hope that's the realest everything thing that, that you ever love. know Hope you get the pretty girls the pretty and yeah. everything Million dollar careers, have a million dollar dreams And when you get it all, just remember one thing Remember one thing One man could change the world
1: One man could change the world My grandma told me if you write your name in stone, you'll never get the white out. I grinded out that black hole, then performed up at the White House, standing next to Jim Carrey. We traded stories, then laughed. I said, You're not the only one I know got rich wearing masks. Where I'm from, I swear they broke, they need way more than the cast. We need more than what you have, and then we need more than that. But how I'm supposed to say I'm tired? If that girl from West Virginia came up in conditions that I couldn't survive, went to war, came back alive. On top of that, became a female black captain. When being black, you had. Had the extra, extra try, way before James Brown made us proud. She bought a crib on the same street as Marvin Gaye, right there on Outer Drive. And she taught me how to drive. And she raised the kids, then the kids kids, and she did it right. Taught me how to love, taught me not to cry. When I die, I hope you teach me how to fly. All my life you've been that angel in the sky. Saying I hope you
2: learn to make it on your own. And if you love yourself, just know you will never be alone. I hope that you get everything you want and that you chose I hope this is the realest thing that you ever hey, know Hope you get the pretty girls that's pretty, pretty at everything yeah, I mean. million dollar cribs have oh. a million dollar dreams When you get it all just remember one thing remember one thing that one man can change the world The one man can change the world
0: Morning, J. Show here. Good afternoon, good morning, good night. Actually, it's the morning J. Show after dark. Actually, solo show today. Solo 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 show today. Kind of like a wrestling show today. which I'm trying to do. Um, basically, um, we're wrapping up here on WrestleMania week weekend. Uh, it was Friday, uh, Saturday night. Uh, and Sunday night, and then Monday after WrestleMania, and then SmackDown after WrestleMania. Um, it seemed it came by so fast. It came by so because I swear last week, last year's WrestleMania felt like it was like six months away. Oh six months from from in the past. Like it felt like it came by so fast last week, last year's WrestleMania. Um, so I and when I first when they first introduced. The two-night concept, I didn't like it because I'm kind of guy who would fly into a state, fly into a city, in and out. Instead of going for the whole weekend shenanigans, I would just go for one big day. Like, I would fly in. Let's say when it used to be on a Sunday, right? I would fly in on that Sunday, get a hotel. I don't. I wouldn't even get a hotel. i pretty, I pretty much be homeless for the day. I'm, I'm here for the day. Do everything. In, out. Red eye. Red eye in, red eye out. I'm out. I think it was a money cost thing, pretty much. Um, so, I would like when it was in New York City, I said, "Ah, New York City, it's nothing really to do. I mean, it's tough to do, but it's like well, I like New York City, so that's a different story." But basically, let's say it was in, it was in Los Angeles, and it's in a regular arena, right? So I will fly in same day, go to the the WrestleMania store and all that, and all that, and all the little, the little festivities for that particular day. But then for the main show, and then I would skip, I would skip the main event and leave early because I hate traffic, and I would have hightailed it to the airport and fly back out, fly back home to D.C. and went to work the next day, pretty much. So when they first introduced the two-day concept, I didn't like it because I felt like I I was stuck in my traditions, pretty much. I was stuck in my Traditions, so I'm used to being on the Sundays. Sundays is the big day, because like back in the day, Sunday used to be like the big marquee stuff for the week. It's like, okay, it's Sunday, the new shows come on, HBO, uh, Showtime, big new shows for the week. This is it was like it was like Sunday was like Fridays. It was like big premieres, big things going on. Reset, reset. So I I didn't like it at first. But now, I think I do. It's cool. I mean, I enjoy... I mean, when they... Because they started doing their wrestler... Their um events on Saturdays. So, their regular pay per views are on Sun Saturdays. And I enjoy that. Because, you know, as you get older, you got to go to work. And then, you know, you cramming all this stuff in on a Sunday. Drinking, bars. And then, you got to wake up and go to work. Start fresh for Monday for work. It was kind of too much. So... I enjoyed the new concept of having their regular monthly pay-per-view events on Saturday. And, yeah, so, guys, this is my first time doing a long show. I never did a show by myself before, but, hey, I talk to myself all the time, which I think other people do. So I said, I'm going to try to do a wrestling show on a whim about WrestleMania this past week and see how it goes. And plus, I'm trying to teach myself how to talk slower to doing the podcast because when I'm getting excited about a topic, I start to talk faster. But see, now am by myself, so I'm like, I'm not cramming for the dead air when I'm asking a question or someone's asking me a question. Um, I'm not cramming to get it out and not, not have nothing coming out of the speakers on the air. And I try to, I'm just trying to talk slower pretty much. Guys, this has been a dream of mine of doing a radio show for like fifteen years. I've been doing this. I've been obsessed with radio since I was young. Me and my cousin Cynthia, who does the morning the regular morning J shows in the morning, we've been doing podcasts pretty much since its inception. Pretty much because we used to just sit around and talk about stuff, what happened on the week in school and stuff like that, what's going on in the current events on the world on the couch either at her house or at my house. And back in the day, we used to record our podcast on our um boombox because on the boombox back in the day, we used to have cassette tapes, which I know most people don't these days, the, the Gen Zers don't know what a boombox is or a cassette tape is. So we used to record on a blank tape and then there's a little speaker at the top and we used to just talk into it because it's like a little speaker at the top of the uh, boombox and do our little podcast. And then we used to... uh we used to record music off of the radio and then, like, kind of play it so it all could sink in, if that makes sense, with our little phones. So, I don't know, our little Nokia phones and everything like that. So, we've been doing this since forever. And I've been procrastinating in doing this podcast. I say, oh, because I bought a board, like, let's say two years ago. I bought, like, a crappy little board off of Amazon, like, two years ago. And then, Stuff came out, stuff, I just bought the board, right? And then stuff came around, life came around, and I just felt like that board was not sufficient to what I wanted to do, even though I could have done the show with that board. I could have just bought some mics and some headphones and did the show on that, on that board, but I didn't. I still have that board in somebody's basement downstairs right now. So I bought this new board. I seen it on YouTube. I have researched it for months. I've researched these videos for months on the technology of this board. It's called a R- Roadcaster Pro Two. It got, it's cute. It got lights. It's pretty, and it's nice. It's great. I love it. So I did all my research like for months on months on months on end, and I waited for my windfall. And I said I'm going to pull the plug and get this system. And do this podcast Because I've been meaning to I I should be in Hollywood right now Hanging out with Khloe Kardashian Doing her old XM radio show She used to do back in the day And just being being myself and living my life I think this podcast will let me Give me gain access to the life That I should have I should have been born with I should have I think so So um, I'm a big fan of wrestling Um I think my first, eve, I discovered WWE, a.k.a. WWF. Um, my uncle passed away. His name was Junior, I think it was. And he had some old VHS. Wow, VHS. Who, who the fuck thought? Um, VHS VHS tapes in his closet upon his death. We um, cleaned out his apartment. Me, my mother, and a couple of other family members. So I took those VHSs home and... I looked at him and it was like I think it was WrestleMania one actually or maybe three, I'm not sure. When the uh, the iconic um, Hulk Hogan going down the uh, ramp. It's a long ramp. He's going down the ramp. He has on the red, the red and yellow, and it's cut off. And he still got, and he still has hair. So I think that's WrestleMania either one or number three. Because so I know I don't think it was outside. I think it was inside. There was this big, big, long entranceway. I have to look that up anyway. No big deal. So I first saw that, and there was wrestling, you know, Andre the Giant and The Undertaker and everything like that. So I got into it like that. Um, and then I watched the newer version of the WWF, you know, the more, you know, HD, the storytelling, the monsters, the heels, the, uh, the faces. And I went to my first event at the uh, MCI Center, which it was called back in those days, and I think it was a house show. Um, I think it was a house show. Um, I just remember the the lights and glitz and glamour. I think it was Kane was there and Undertaker was there, and I really enjoyed. I really love the. I love the um, the the fireworks. Pretty much, I love the fireworks because I never really go to house shows because I thought the house shows don't have. Uh, fireworks because it's not on TV, so it's just basically the wrestling. Not great. I, I love the wrestling, but I just I love the glitz and the glamour and the and the, you know, the, the big the lights, the glitz, the glamour, the, the power, of the fireworks So I don't really go to house shows. It's, actually it's a house show coming up soon in Fairfax, and I may go. Um, cause I do want to see Gunther and Um Imperium because they really like old school wrestling. It's like you know chops, you no know, shameless like hard hits and bumps and grinds. So I may go to one of those uh, house shows soon. I haven't been one in years, so. But um, I always love the heels. I love a bad guy because I think I'm a bad guy at heart. Um, so I love heels like no Kane. Honestly, when they turned on each other and Paul Bear and DX, DX Express. Uh, I love the heels. Um, I love China. Um, I love a faction. I love a group because, no, you know, a, you're in a faction or a group, you could get more people. Bring them up, and from Mick Hart to Main Eventers, uh, Billy Gunn, and uh, the storylines. I love. I love. I love when they go backstage. I love it when they're going backstage. I love it when they show like when they arrive in their little limos with their little cars and their little, little trucks. I love the production of a show. I don't care about the ring stuff. I love the story of the stuff. I love to see you know somebody was mad last week. They destroyed Austin. Destroyed the Death Express bus on SmackDown. What's going to happen on Raw? What kind of bus they're going to show up in on Raw? Because the bus exploded, so it was the bus was done. So what's kind of bus or what kind of transportation are they going to use the next week coming into coming into Raw? And so I just love the backstage area stuff. I'm not sure if most of that stuff was pre-taped or was live. I just love that stuff. I love to put together the feuds and what's going on behind the scenes. I love it when they go backstage. So, um, yeah. Um, I'm a big Miz fan because people didn't like him, and he came from TV, or they thought he came from TV. But, you know, when he was on The Real World, like in, like, 99, 2000, 2002, not sure which year he was on there for. But he was a big fan of WWE. He was, even on that show, he was saying he's going to be on WWF back in the day. And he actually did. He actually made it. And, you know, he first came in, they gave him, like, shitty jobs, you know, because he was a MTV on TV already exposure guy. So they thought he was just a plea, but shit bird. So they made him host SmackDown and all that stuff. And... He worked his way, earned his dues, got kicked out of the, got kicked out of the locker room a couple of times. You know, he had to change somewhere else in the arena. He because he got a food on the now deceased. We don't call him. They don't say his name no more. Chris Benoit's bag, and he got into a road rage, and he got kicked out of the locker room. And maybe like a year later, six months to a year later, he asked Taker or even Taker or Mark Henry. If he could please change with the fellas back in the locker room, and he got let back into the locker room. Um, but yeah, the Miz Undertaker uh, Christian Edge like, like I liked it Christian more than Edge. Um, like I love the hardcore stuff. You know, the Dudley Boys, the Hardys, the Tables, the Ladders, the Chairs, all that kind of stuff. It was unsafe, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, I know, it's funny One point um, in D.C., me and my friend Christina We used to uh, have this other friend His name was Frank Mark, I'm not sure I forgot his name to be honest It's been a long time If I wanted to talk to you, in six months to a year I don't remember your name And we was like really, very, very close, right He had like a heart condition or something I think his name was Kenneth or Kevin somewhere with a K Kenneth or Kevin I think it was Kenneth I think it was Kenneth so he basically he had a heart condition, so he couldn't work for a living, so he got a check and everything. That doesn't even matter. I'm gonna that part. Um he basically him and his guy named um this guy named Vincent. Oh yeah, Vince. His name is Vince. Him and his guy named Vince. They were all of his wrestling fans. So they started a backyard wrestling. So I told him, uh, I'm not really good with wrestling. I don't I never picture myself being a wrestler, but I would I would consider being a announcer. And so I think two times, two or three times, we back. I went to their house, and they was doing an actual show, and it was really, really good. I don't think it was cameras. Oh, I think it was cameras. He had an actual ring set up and everything, and I had my little blazer on like I was Jim Ross in a little hat. And I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. Of course, I've tried to talk more slower than back then, but the concept of it and everything, I really, really enjoyed it. Um. Um, I think it went away after a while because we got like fines. I think they got fines or something because you know I guess you can't knuckles the that kind of stuff or something or something. But the idea and the concept was really really good, and it went it went the distance. It went to distance because I know a couple of other people who was doing backyard wrestlings in this area or or like Richmond, Virginia or stuff like that. Um, so I was glad that I tried out and did that and got that and enjoyed that. Yeah. So that's what I enjoy about wrestling. Um, I didn't really like. I like Triple H's music. I, I enjoyed the. I, loved, I enjoyed the music and the set designs and the lights and everything. All that stuff. All that stuff is important to me. And the stuff that's out of simple and then the, of course the camera angles and everything. Like I enjoyed Triple H's theme song called uh, "The Time Is Now." I should play it later. I should play it later. The time is now. I should play it later. Um, China's theme song. I enjoyed the DX theme song. My favorite. My top. Favorite wrestler was is Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was awesome. Like he was like a ruthless, badass, regular Joe person. Uh, he was very he was my guy. Him and The Rock was my guy. And when they had to fight each other, it was like ah, what the fuck. But I enjoyed their storylines a lot. And they, uh, I, I remember I heard a story later on, it's about The Rock um, flipping for him for his stunners. And everything and like making it even better than what you know he was doing it on purpose and it's flipping around when he stunned and like falling over and shit. That athletic shit. I really, really enjoy that. They have this great, great promo from uh WrestleMania, I think it was nineteen, eighteen. I think it's it was seventeen or eighteen. I think it was two X's. And when it's uh the Lemon Biscuit song My Way. Uh I'm gonna play that shit later too. Um the promo. From the setup from that uh, That was the one of the best promos ever Even that song It's like Even a song is synonymous with that promo I'll play it later um, But this may become This this whole show This may become a, a jumbo show Not just wrestling It's about me About me my life Like I enjoy radio Like radio is like my thing Like I felt like Even like a morning show Like these are Like so they were talking to me Like you know what I'm saying Like trying to get my opinion on things so, like Johnny Simpson in Washington, D.C. and Russ Parr. I think he was out of based out of Georgia. I believe he was based out of Georgia and he was syndicated in DC. I don't think he was ever really here. Uh Russ Parr. And um who else? Who else? Who else who else? Uh the hot oh, I love the hot one and mess. Like there was like a group of white people in uh Rockville. And they used to have like it was no Marque, the host. For gamble, his host, I mean another host, um, Teapot Tim, their Sun guy and producer and two other people was in the studio. I, it was on Hot 99.5. Hot I really enjoy it. Listen to it every day. Back in those days, you could do stunts like eat cicadas and spy on the neighbors and the hotel people next door and do little wacky dumb bits and stuff like that uh and Elliot in the morning um cuz there was like a rock station it's like a DC DC 101 is a rock station but they have a talk morning show where they basically play no music all day from like 5:45 to 10 something they don't play no music they play like little snippets of music but no music at all they just talk like talk radio old fashioned talk radio um he's he's from Texas and he's you know, he's been all over the place and he's been here for about 10 15 years um, I, I, a lot of people don't like him, or oh, in the world of community, I guess, because I listen to also listen to the junkies, the sports junkies on 106.7 the fan, or used to be WJFK back in the day, and the junkies and Elliot, Elliot eagle they was they worked they worked on the same time frame, which is 30 to ten, the same time slot, so they were rivals, and I also I like. On Dukes, who are no longer A brand anymore Sadly, still don't know why they Broke up, but hey, we, i figured that out one of these days But Chad Dukes was a listener of the Sports Junkies, an intern on the Sports Junkies So that quote Made friction for Elliot Because I remember uh, Chad did like a call-in to DC 101, and I guess he basically, the bit is to get on the Hosts' his nerves or something Or get a reaction Or just To say on their airways That the sports junkies Is better than The current show You're listening to But I love all those things You know I don't have no I don't have no um, I don't have no gripes With nobody So I like to listen to every show That I want to. I listen to what I want to listen to I don't care about What the masses do Or what everybody do i don't like Oh you like these guys You met these guys So you can't listen to these guys so I listen to all those shows Don the the mic the sports junkies, big on this. Ellie in the morning. All those shows. I have no allegiance to nobody because it's my preference. It's my shows. I, I choose what I want to consume. So, so all those things led me here to do this. This talk, like I was in high school, in middle school, it's like people go to work Monday to Friday, get paid X amount of dollars. Just to talk to, to their friends Essentially to their friends Into a microphone That people are listening to About current events Stuff like that And that's it And they get paid to this To me it felt like You just got paid to yap You get paid just to yap And people are paying To listen to you yap About the shit they yap About the shit they yap about At home Like current events Government, music, TV shows, music—that's it. And I said, people get paid to do this, top dollar to do this. Like Howard Stern, oh my gosh, Howard Stern is the best. Like he's he's really cool. I like the old Howard Stern, like when he first was coming up. Like he had this movie called Private Parts. It's about how he got started on NBC and a radio station, and how he got from there to satellite radio. Um, so I like the old Howard Stern that. You know, young, vigorous, uncensored Howard stern, he's a juggernaut, and oh, um, Joe Rogan, he's actor, radio guy u f c commentator, he's awesome, and so me doing listening to those shows, like people felt like I was like a loser or whatever because I'm like it's like I guess it felt like I guess people made it seem like you sit at, you sit, you spend your time. Listen to, listen to people talk, like, like you don't have any friends or whatever, like listen to people talk and that's it. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. What are you talking about? So people made it and made those kind of assumptions like you're a loser because you listen to people talk like like you're friendless, like you're a zilch. That's not true at all. Like I listen to people talk all the time. I'm a great listener. So that makes no difference to me. Like I learned a lot from just listening to people talk and grasping and grabbing information. So that's just my thing. So that what led me to here, to doing this. I've been wanting to do this all my life. I used to go to, like, radio station events and all that stuff. Um, I used to work in security at Howard University. I used to work in the communications building. Obviously, I didn't go to college, if you can tell already. Um, And I was working in the communications building. And so, you know, I was basically the guard, the silly zilch watching the students come in and out and everything make sure it is okay. So I was close by the campus radio station and also the the DC uh public station, um uh 96.3, WHOR. It's like a little adult centric, you know, oldies, goodies station. And then it plays gospel on Sundays. So I was I befriended the people who were working in the in the college station and I actually have a picture of me just basically being on the board or running the board even though I, and I wasn't supposed to I was working for security and I, I was on the segment of the show and you know I talked on the show it was somebody, people was calling it was it was amazing like I think people didn't realize how much I knew about this stuff and how excited I was just to be in a room. That could broadcast to so many people at the same time. It was amazing. I'ma post that picture on my on our Twitter. I'ma post that picture on our Twitter later tonight. Um, of me being in the studio at uh Howard University's college station, me wearing my shitty security uniform, but I was gun-ho just to be in the room. So back in the day, I used to um spend my time listening to the radio stations, trying to win tickets to concerts and just being on the air, I end up I know um one summer, the summer of B2K, I'm not I remember this for a fact. The midday lady, I think her name was Lisa Lisa, right? And I used to I was trying to, you know, you try to you try to you need to have landlines, right? And I used to try to call in to win tickets. I don't really care about the tickets. I don't I just wanted to talk on the air and record it. That's all I wanted. And I remember back in the day when you used to call into a radio station. Used to have like used to call it something that was like far away. Like used to be like this little like like a little far away. Like you on a chat line or something. It was it was so weird and it was so iconic. And it was like uh uh ninety Who's this? And it was that simple. That was it. That was it. It was it, it was amazing. So I guess she noticed that I kept calling in or she kept recognizing my voice for a couple of months or something like that. So basically became friends. I got her desk number for the the radio station. And basically, she I had to agree to read like ten books in like a week or ten books in a month, and she would basically help me get a a internship or this or get a tour of the station. It was something along those lines. I don't remember, but we had a little partnership, pretty much. And I don't remember I don't remember how it ended, but I did get that tour of that particular radio station and it was awesome um my mom took me i think um i think that's the same summer when i went to the police academy at uh, the police academy for summer school for boys in our neighborhood um and i remember one time i almost won some tickets to like a like a jingle ball fest on 99 five and i you know how you get through on our on the radio station and then you're they want you to answer that question real fast I think because I was laying down, it was late at night, my words didn't come out clearly, so I lost. And I had to go to, they had to go to the next caller because it didn't sound correct, but I was laying down, and my fat-ass neck made me fuck up my, uh, the answer to the question. I said, I knew the answer to the question. I've been listening to this radio station all day. What are you talking about? But I lost. I never won it, so that's cool. And later in life, I went to DC 101 Studios, to get my to get my ear for a contest or something. I'm not sure what they was giving out, but you know, I took the metro up there to Twinbrook. Um and I went into the the radio station and I, you know, I did my little thing. I'm surprised we wasn't on the air. We didn't get we didn't get to go on the air. Well not everybody didn't get to go on the air, so I got my ears by them and I got a t-shirt and that was pretty much it. And I think also in those, around those same couple of years, I also took a tour of the hot 99.5 studios. It's funny, okay, how this stuff is built. These studios are owned by like two or three different companies and all these uh, stations are in like an office building and there's multiple stations like country, rap, talk, All that stuff, it's all in one building, and it's just all this camaraderie in one building. It's crazy. So I toured the uh, Hot 995 Studios one day, um, and I met the morning show. And on that time, that was the Kane show that was there. But Kane was on vacation, so I just met his co-host, which is a lady, I forgot her name, and the interns and all the other people that's normally on their show. And, you know, it was cool. I think I asked him during that time. I asked him about certain bits that was going on in the air, and what was real, what was fake, you know, that kind of stuff. I just love this stuff. I love this. I love this, like, kayfabe, uh, persona non grata kind of a business of this storytelling, pretty much, essentially. People just on the radio talking about their kids and their lives and current events and music and news, and they're just chilling with their friends. That's essentially what it is. On the radio, so... Anyways, I kind of got sidetracked. Um, this wasn't a wrestling show, but of course, we on the mic, you talk about any and everything. So, also, I'm going to review this movie called *Amelia One*. Uh, Tatiana Taylor. If you don't know, she played. She's the actress. She used to be a dancer or a singer. She played in an old Madea movie. I think uh the made uh, that Tyler Perry's Big Family Reunion or Big Family House or some shit. Um, so she went from that Doing that little Byron Ghetto role And now she's doing The leading role Of this movie called thousand and one Basically it's about A girl in Harlem And she Lost her son To the foster care system Or the system And she sees her son Like on the streets And she talks to him And there's no Checkup on him And then he ends up Getting hurt At the foster family Or whatever Or the shelter and so he was in the hospital and the friends tell the girl and she go gets him and then she pretty much takes him from the system, the government, and start raising them on her own. So Yeah, so she takes her kid out of from the hospital, um, and she ends up taking care of him for about from he's like age of Age of seven to the age of eighteen, pretty much. Uh, she, you no, know, he, he, he's kind of he, he. Don't talk that much. Um, you know, she said, "Do you trust me? Do you trust me? Do you touch me? Do you trust me?" You know, you know. He, she, he, she is showing him Harlem where she grew up and everything, and basically that she will never leave him again. She's sorry. Blah, 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 blah. She get a you, know, you know, get an apartment for the for them and everything, and uh, he asks her about. Spoiler alert, I'm about to tell you about the whole movie, so. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, she's he's asking her about his dad. He said, Oh, he wasn't good. He wasn't good. He's gone, he's gone. I'ma find you a better one. La, 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 la. Um, and we see the kid grow up, you know, she has a boyfriend. Um, his name is Lucky. And the kid when the kid first meets Lucky, he asks us, How long he's going to be here? And he was like, Oh wow, he don't like me at all. La, la, la. It's a good movie. It's about, you know, Growing up bonds and lives and everything. Um the movie it didn't the commercials show it I expected something I expected more oomph, more funny, more sad. I, I, I expected more. It just I mean, I know it was a Sundance movie, it got a lot of awards even before it even came out. Like she was uh it's very it's gonna be nominated for other uh, awards later this year. And I just expected it. Though, I just it'd be a little bit more something, but it's only like it's only like three or four characters, five or six characters in the movie. Like, is this the mother, the son, the stepfather, uh, her friend, her friend's mom? That's it's nobody. It's none. It's none of my people in this movie. It's not that many main characters in this movie, which is fine. I just it's like the commercials. Man, it seemed like it's going to be more something, more something, more. I don't know more what. But I was just sitting there. When I was sitting there watching the movie, it was just silence. It was just, you know, a couple of laughs, a couple of laughs, a couple of laughs, you know. But mostly it was just like we were just watching the movie in silence. It was just, this is the movie. This is it. This is it. Like, so the movie ends basically, um he's falling behind in school. Lucky is, you know, he's lucky and his mom. Uh, are going they're not really happy right now he's disappearing from weekends He started from weekends to days blah, blah, blah. and um lucky's like telling the boy i think the boy's name i' forgot the name the boy's name was but um Terry, i think his name was Terry and then he had another secondary name which i don't remember what the secondary name was but um and you know he was telling the boy you got to do what was right for you you know you can't keep being with your mom, you know, you got to figure out what's right for your life, blah, blah, blah You know, I love you though, you know, he was, Lucky was a good guy He never hit the boy anytime like that, he never, you know, he secured the boy like it was his own kid and everything So Lucky wasn't wasn't a bad guy in that aspect, but he kept, he kept disappearing Like, you know, he kept disappearing, like he like, why he disappearing? He'd be gone for, I don't know how long, but she'd be gone longer, longer than the last time he was gone um. So at the end of the movie, you know, finding out that oh, the apartment building it starts crumbling down. You know, it's a cheap three hundred dollar apartment building. Some white guy ends up buying a property and buying a property across the street because um the neighborhood is getting gentrified. Like it's like two thousand and five now. Lucky he's like a uh, Terry, the kid. He's like a teenager now. You know, Instagramming curves and everything, and his friends and everything. And we notice that the, the house is falling apart, the, um, the new person that owns the building tries to fix everything, and everything is going well. But then months later, everything starts breaking down again. And then he's like, okay, so either you guys, we're going to have to overhaul this whole apartment building, and you got to be out of here for months. We're going to fix everything at one time, or you're just going to have to leave. What? Both of those are not an option. So you need to go fix everything one by one and get the fuck, nigga. Like he really gonna tell you you gonna have go somewhere for months? Or you or you just wanna have to move? Basically he was kicking them out or saying, look live in these conditions or leave. I'm like, okay. So I'm figuring, I am thinking he's gonna offer them a space next across the street on the white buildings. Which was it's better uh, looking buildings, furnished and everything. But that didn't ever happen. So but they end up still staying there. Um the kid Terry, he goes behind on he got he got but he need he's realizing that his mom needs financial help and Lucky been disappearing lately. And so he's trying to help out, um, be a, a good son and he asks his guidance counselor for some kind of work after school work program or whatever. And she, you know, gives him the information and he she says, Oh, we need your social we need your social security number and birth certificate. So unbeknownst to his mom, he goes into her room, goes through his spouse paperwork. And takes it back to school. And then of course, days later, the lady comes back and says, Yeah, this is fake numbers. It's not you. What's going on? Who's your mom? And then, you know, she tried to get the mom to come down and he was like, Oh no, what's going on? Long story short, of course, the guidance counselor comes by the house and brings another teacher and the police. And then the mom, uh, the mother uh, is nowhere to be found, and then basically, the guidance counselor ends up telling them him that he is not who he think he is because his he basically was taken from the foster system and uh, the girl what's her name Lisa Isa I, I think her name was Isa uh Isa something basically that's not his mom basically she stole him pretty much that's he's she is his kidnapper pretty much mind you. Before this happened, Lucky dies, and then you know the kid has resentment to the mom, thinking and he wanted his he wanted a male figure. You know he wanted his dad. He was like, "You caused this because you walk around here mopey, and you that made him sad. He died because of you. I wish you would have died." You know, dumbass boys and shit. But uh, Lucky ends up dying from cancer, and then at his repass at his house, uh, the mother tells the son Terry to go give. This lady, a girl, it's a it's a, a young lady and her daughter. We kept seeing her through the movie, and she uh, tells her son, "Oh, that's Terry's uh, baby mother and girlfriend, or other girlfriend and and daughter." Go give her a plate, and then he realized, "Oh, you know, everybody got baggage, everybody got problems." And lucky he wasn't the same he had a whole another sad life from them. So, but uh, yeah. So he finds out that that is not his mom and she's his kidnapper essentially, and da 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 And so they put him in like a group home and everything and everything. And you know, he's they ask him where is she at when that time you talk to him. She, you know, he ends up calling her best friend from the beginning of the movie, um, who housed, they say that a couple of times when he was younger. And he's like, Can I see you? La, 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 la. And then the next day he goes by the house again. His mother ends up being there, and he asks her, like, why, la, 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 why would you do that? I love you. You love me. Tell me it's not true. And then, basically, it was a great, great cinematography moment. You know, she's crying. He's crying. She's she, she, she saying, "Uh, you would think I was saving you, and you really was saving me kind of thing. And it was real nice, real heartwarming. I love you, la, la, la. You know, they pretty much... I guess um I guess they summed it up and called it said, All right, we still fucking with each other. I love you like as a son, you love me as my mom and and it was in a cab and then he, she dropped him off and then she pretty much dipped out and smiled towards the camera and left. I'm not sure if she went to another state, part of the city, or what, but you know. And, you know, he was saying, she was saying, you gonna be doing good, you gonna do good, you going to college, you gonna, you smarter shit, you gonna, you be fine. You saved me. You thought you, I was saving you. You saved me. So you know, you good. You was one thing I know for. Even though all the best stuff, all the best stuff she did, he was good, and I helped create this goodness of you. So that was pretty much the tagline at the end of the movie. And I was like. So when I first watched it and I finished the same night, I was kind of upset. I'm like, this movie stink. Who, this, you know. And I guess I had to sit with it for a while. And I said, okay, I understand the message. And, you know, whatever. Like, but that makes, like, it makes me think. Like, who, okay. If, I understand she kidnapped a kid. And I understand. I understand that's a crime. I understand. But at the end of the day, when we go to jail for things, who are we paying these crimes to? Like, Unless you murder somebody and you touch somebody or something like that, like, and I know you killed these, you took somebody's kid and everything, but obviously if he was no one ever claimed them or looked for him all these years, he must have an appearance or he must be dead already. Like, who am I on this? Uh, who am I on this time in a prison f- for? If these people don't exist, like the government, Oh you going to jail for weed? Blah da da. What? Why? Who am I hurting? Who am I hurting? I am hurting this fake government entity Like what? That's crazy So I had to sit with that I had to sit with that And as I thought about it more And you know, my life experience And everything else like that I realized it's a good movie But I was by the commercials I was expecting a little bit more something I was expecting a little bit more something I don't know what, but expecting a little bit more something so, yeah, that's what's crazy. But back to wrestling. Hi, this is the wrestling show. I forgot, right? Cool things. So, WrestleMania week Saturday it comes. They're in Los Angeles. I wish I could have gone, but I didn't. Um, the tickets were very, It was the tickets was outrageous. Like I couldn't get no good seats from. Cause mind you, first of all, I'm short. I'm not trying to spend less than three hundred per day. Per ticket per day at the least. Like I'm not, I'm not a floor fan because I'm I'm short and I want to be on the high rise. And then it's like, it's not a regular arena. It's a motherfucking football stadium or outdoor stadium. Like, but uh, like, so you you're gonna be watching camera. You're gonna you're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to pretty much watch other screens to watch wrestling in the, in the arena. I like can watch it at home for what ten dollars a month and get on with it. Like what the fuck. So that's partially why I don't go to these events Because they're in bigger arenas And you pretty much are watching this show on big-ass screens Than in person Because you're either short or too far away from the ring To see what the fuck is going on But um, LA, I've been to LA like, like twice uh, I enjoy my time in LA I've been there twice I love LA It's kind of, it feels like time has slowed down there a little bit Um, I did some, you know beach stuff, I went to the, um, I saw whale watchings in LA, saw a couple of other things, I'm very adventurous, when I go out of town, I'm very adventurous, but back to WrestleMania night one, the biggest cards, the biggest matches on the card, matches on a card, what I enjoyed was the Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre match, I love all three of these competitors, they all, they all hit hard in the ring, like, Legit hit hard on the ring. Um, this is was my five star match, and surprisingly, Dave Meltzer gave it a five star match because it was really entertaining. It was it had some grit, storytelling, sadness. It was all in above. It was a great, It was a great. It was a great match. Gunther is a fucking beast. He's a he's an animal, and I'm like I don't understand why people in British or. London or whatever They don't never wear kneecaps I mean they don't wear um, They don't wear knee braces Or whatever Or kneecaps They don't cover their knees I noticed that Like I think At one point During William Regal's career He didn't wear uh, Knee protection either I know some, Once During the last uh, Cody Rhodes run When he was like Dashing Cody Rhodes At one point He didn't wear no knee braces either I'm like It's weird to see these niggas Wrestling with their knees I suppose To me Um so, that match was probably about twelve minutes. Uh, a couple of good hard hits. Uh, I I love it. I love it. The chops, the chops, and the crowd the participation. That was a great match. It was big guys, thick guys, no half liars. It was a good match. Um, I'm a big Sheamus fan. I like Sheamus. I'm a big. I like all them all. I love Drew McIntyre. I just hate his music. I don't hate his music. I like his old music better though. But. Gunther end up winning uh, clean for the IC title, and he's really putting big prestigiousness on uh, that title. Him and the Miz really bringing back the inner the continent, the championship. And it's, it's funny he'd been holding he'd been holding that championship for a while, and he has yet still have not wrestled um, Roman. Because normally, if you're the IC cha- the IC champion, you're supposed to be like next in line to wrestle. The champion, because that's the that's the tiers. It's the world championship. It's then it's the IC or Intercontinental Championship. Then it's another major card championship and all that and so on and so forth. But they have never have yet to fight each other. It's crazy, and it's funny. Gunther was doing an interview. I seen on TikTok, on YouTube, and he he don't talk the way he talks on TV. Like he's no, it's a regular talking person. I guess he pushes his accent on the TV show. I guess could pretty much. So that was my match of the night. Uh, I enjoyed that match. I watched. I rewatched that match at least twice. I love the entrances and all that stuff, and the the entrance of Gunther and Imperium. It was great. I love it. Um, my next match that I love was the tag team match with the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I love everybody in this match. I'm a Bloodline fan. I love heels. I enjoy Kevin Owens, and I, joke, and I love Sami Zayn from the indies. Um, I've seen them all over the world, New York City, uh, ROH, PWG I'm a fan of wrestling, I've seen them all I have the DVDs, I I love everybody in this match And I'm glad everybody in this match is still at working at WWE Still getting a check for their children um, I enjoy the storyline and I enjoy the crowd participation in this match Um the baby faces won Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn So that ended Well not ended the storyline But it's still going to continue uh, of Them going against the, the Bloodline uh, They won the championships The tag team The undisputed uh, titles uh, This past Sunday Saturday Saturday that is um, What other match did I enjoy on this card? I'm not even sure I need to look it up right quick Um so our next match was Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. I don't know what Charlotte, oh, we to play that music right now. I don't know what Charlotte Flair did with her, with a face surgeries. She looks so horrible now. I don't know what she did with her honeymoon or vacation or whatever, but it looks horrible to me, but Rhea Ripley, I love her. I love her since she's in NXT. She's a heel. She's part of the Judgment Day. Uh, I love that theme music. I play it almost tw- 20 times a day. It's just so rock and it's so instruments and done like that. So, Ray Ripley whooped fucking uh Charlie Flair's ass. I think they kind of bots a little bit. She kind of fucked up her leg a little bit uh, on Charlie Flair. But um, uh, that was a great match. I'm like, i say about four stars. I don't mean, I normally don't watch the women's matches because they don't entertain me that much unless it's a good storyline. But uh, I really enjoy I really enjoy Rear Ripley's character, like her character is what. And then the, the uh, they was doing like spray paint, like Dom was doing spray painting at the Fan Act, Act show with the um, WWE store on his of his father. Um he spray-painting his dad's picture on the wall at the WV shop store. And then in uh, Rhea Ripley, she holds the same toy of Dom when he was like a child during the, during the Red Mysterio versus Eddie uh, Guerrero uh, era back in the uh, Add to Her. It's just, a, it's just a consistency in the concept and the continued storytelling with the little, these little neon stuff. I really, really enjoy. It. Mind you, these people are who are wrestlers now—they watched it when they was younger, so they remember him and uh, Ray fighting for his custody, uh, him and Eddie, uncle uncle, uncle uncle Eddie. So, um, so that was a good match. Uh, I can buy that the title is off of um, Charlotte Flair. That was a match like two years in the making because they have a whole rivalry from like two years ago, and then she got injured and she went on vacation. So that's good. I enjoy that match. I love, I love favorite Ripley. And then like it's crazy, like how she's, how she looks regularly without her makeup on. She's even still hot. Like she's hot. Like I date her. She's from Australia. Like she's cool. I want to hang out with her. Cool things. Next match versus uh Dom Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio. Um, I love the few, I love where it's going. I love heels. So I love Dom and I love the prison aspect of the show the prisoner aspect of his character now and his entrance. He had the best entrance, uh this uh, night uh night one on Saturday night. He had the best entrance. The best entrance. Yeah. Um so um I don't know where they're gonna go now with this storyline. Um but I'm I'm ready. I'm still listening. I'm still watching. So um I am I'm waiting. I don't know. He's gonna rip his mask, he's gonna retire him, he's gonna injure him, he's gonna leave. I don't know what more they could do, or maybe he's gonna rip off his mask when he lasts his last last match before he leaves or do some blood or anything. But it's this WrestleMania felt like it was it was no it was no it was no intensity in this. Like nobody broke character or cursed nobody on TV or no one that didn't insult nobody You know, kayfabe kind of things Like, you know, when Johnson and The Rock was going at each other You couldn't tell if it was real or was fake I like it. I like that kind of stuff And this year, it just seemed like It was just a breeze, it just went through like a train Oh, WrestleMania is gone Okay, cool, what's your next year? Like, it was no intensity And in none of the stories Other than the Dom and uh, Mysterio Just because of the prison stuff And their consistency And the Reigns the, And the, uh, Quid Roots, whatever so, hold on one second. Next match is uh, Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed the storyline from him coming back to WWE and um winning the Royal Rumble. But I think it was a hot shot because like he don't still feel like a main event to me, like main event player to me. Because when he last was here, he was with Legacy and. Randy Orton and his group and everything, and he was doing a Stardust thing. And then, I mean, I don't, don't get me wrong, I love the Dash and Cody Rose, I love the old Cody Rose uh, characters, but I just felt like it don't like I don't really watch that much of his run during uh, his indie run. He went to uh, PWG, uh, all elite wrestling, and everybody everywhere else. I don't even really watch all of it. I just watched certain matches on uh, AEW where he smashed the throne for Triple H and all that type of stuff. But he didn't really feel to me like I just wish I don't like the suits thing. Like he's don't like it's not like he's on the old school Vince McMahon thing. Like he when you're in the main event status, you got to be like a suit wearing ass motherfucker. Like I don't like that. I don't know. Maybe that, but maybe that's just, that's really who he is. Like I'm not sure of him. I don't know who he in real life. But I just I just I want somebody in the main event spot who just wear hoodies to the ring and shit. Like be regular. Like I hate they wear he wears suits in a fucking. Dress socks and shit. I don't know. But That's not really, what well, I don't really think he's a main eventer. I don't know. I don't like this American Nightmare guy. I don't know. I wish he could just do the Dash and Cody Rhodes or the or the destroyed face Cody Rhodes thing and leave it alone. Like I love the I love those characters. But the match was great. Um, of course, he cheated with Solo Sikora, and that's how he retained his title from the reigns um, I'm not sure he's going to beat the John Cena record Oh, not the John Cena Uh, the record he's, uh, he's he's up he's up there with the, um Bruno San Martino and all the other people Who held the title for so long In the one one whole ring Of course he's already beaten Uh, the John, the The senior punk, uh, 400 days ring Already Um But, uh I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed the match. I wasn't. I wasn't shocked that he didn't. That he didn't win. The story continues. So I'm not shocked that he didn't win. Um, I'm. I can't wait to see where they go from here. Like, cause on Monday night, and even on Monday night, like I enjoy. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I enjoyed the press conference after WrestleMania on both nights. I enjoyed the cause on first night it was like it was brought to you by Snickers. And uh, Johnson, uh, Kevin Owens kept eating the Snickers really slowly. It was a very hilarious. If you watch it on YouTube or whatever, he was eating the Snickers and he can't try to eat it really slowly and really so you don't pick it up on the mic. It was hilarious. Um, and on night two, WrestleMania uh, press conference, it was good. I enjoyed you know Paul Heyman and uh Roman Reigns on the mic and everything. And then you know this guy named uh, I think his name is Kevin. Nichols or some reporter Who reports pretty much Twitter shit Twitter bullshit pretty much He brought up the sale of He brought up the sale of WWE Was being sold to uh, the current company of the UFC And so you know Paul Hain was like He has a big issue of ch- starting stuff at press conferences Because he did it. This same guy made He was part of some mess in AEW A couple weeks, months ago with CM Punk and he was the catalyst of making some stuff going on with uh, CM Punk and the Bucks and people behind the scenes at AEW. Um, so you know Roman Reigns played it off nice. Oh, I was beating your favorite. I had nothing to do with that, but I don't know nothing about that. But I'm sure they're glad. I'm sure they're glad to have me. And then he's like, so he was. Then he was like, so you answered your question. And then uh, he uh, he got up off. He got up and he left. I'm gonna find a clip and play for it. Play for you guys. Hold on a second.
1: out of the kindness of my heart, one more. You are a generous tribal chief. You know,
0: <laughs> it is, it, it's my day, you know what I mean? Uh,
1: thank you very much. Congratulations, uh, Roman, on your victory. Uh, Nick Housman, House of Wrestling. A uh, question for both of you. Huge news broke this afternoon from CNBC. It sounds like there could be a big change in ownership for WWE, uh, maybe as early as tomorrow. Uh, what are your reactions to the reports that, WWE could be acquired by Endeavor, potentially merged with UFC, and of course, Paul, we already saw you getting into it with uh, Conor McGregor over on Twitter. Thank you.
0: I was busy, uh, you know, smashing your favorite. Um, So yeah, I don't really know too much about that. Today was a busy day for me. Whatever happened, I'm sure they're all very lucky to have me. I know that much. You got anything on that one yeah, he has a bad habit of starting problems at
1: press conferences uh, okay. He's, he yeah <laughs> it,
2: you care to ad lib and maybe uh you know rebuttal him, yeah, yeah,
0: no, he knows he has a bad habit of all
1: right, so that's it. you wasted your question or whatever right yeah yeah yeah. yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he knows he has a bad habit of asking yeah, bad yeah, questions yeah, at press conferences. Let's well, say like the improv or whatever, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's it. You wasted your question. All right, good night, guys. So that
0: was the clip. From WrestleMania Night 2's press conference with Roman Reigns and Paul Hammond, another press junket It was very fun, I love that kind of stuff, behind the scenes, it's great, I love it uh, I'm not sure who started doing it first, either in a, uh, AEW or WWE, started doing press conferences first I think it was WWE, I'm not for sure, because I barely watch AEW because it's so much It's not bad, it's just I need to I need to practice like in the ring more, or whatever and, okay, so, and down to the night uh, after WrestleMania. Uh, one second. So, night after WrestleMania, it didn't feel special. It didn't It didn't feel special. It didn't feel like it was no special guest for Matt Riddle. Like, it It wasn't epic. It wasn't the crowd. It wasn't, it, it was, something was missing. Like, the matches, events. Okay, so, what happened was, earlier that, that day, it was news that broke that WWE was acquired by uh, UFC, the prank company of UFC. It's called Endeavor. And so that means Vince McMahon is back in charge and part of creative and everything. And so the Raw felt like it was a Vince-ran Vince creative uh, show. So it was it was it was off. The show was off. It was like it was just it was very very off. It was off putting. People seemed annoyed on the on the mic and annoyed on their face, and it was a vent show. And it was it was clearly known it was a vent show because it felt it it felt it felt it didn't feel like a Triple H ranch show. It it really didn't, and it was no beach balls. It was the crowd was in there. I think the the announcement of the sale was cool. But the, also the announcement of Vince McMahon being back in charge and being part of creative was not received well because the show stinked. It, it didn't feel special. It didn't feel special at all. Like, I, it, it stunk. The show it stunk. The it show stunk, I have to say. And it was only one. It was not that much even wrestling on that show. It was mostly all promos and shit and, and packages of WrestleMania from last night. And the only person that came back last night was Matt Riddle, I believe. That was it That's, Not saying Matt Riddle was not not a good guy Or not good or anything It's just that was it He was on the only one that came back like That was ugh. But later night, later on Friday night Smackdown this past week um, Triple H came out there And he said that they're going to do A WWE draft In a couple of weeks um, And it's It, it sounded like he was trying to to convey to us that he's back in charge of creative on his own, and he's we're good to go. He's is in, in good hands, and Vince don't have no say and control over creative because he's even on the interview uh, Monday morning. He was saying he's not a part of creative only at the not at the weeds of it, but at the top of it, it's like the final say so of it. And he wasn't even there on Friday night on SmackDown, and it felt like it was a Triple H ran show, so. Um. So if that's what's happening. That's good. It's in good hands. Then it's in good hands since Triple H is really back on creative and everything. I heard they're having a hiring freeze right now, which is fine until like get everything gets sped away with the uh with the new company. It probably won't be in an effect until like next year or whatever. But um. So SmackDown was good. Um, Roman wasn't on that day. He wasn't on the show that night. Uh, Gunther versus, uh, Gunther. It was Gunther versus. So the only match I really enjoyed that night was Imperium versus the Brawling, the Brawling brothers. Uh, they had a, uh, six man tag match. And I also enjoyed the, in the judgment day, uh, promo in the judgment day match with, uh, Mysterio and, uh, the, Latinos World Order group. Um, those were only the memorable things of the show, but it felt like it was a wrestling show. It was a Triple H led show, and I'm loving the heat that Dom is getting from the crowd. Like he's getting massive, massive heat. So I'm I'm glad he's getting that because he you know when he first came out he was working with Mysterio, and he was a, a face at that time. He was he was too smiley. Showing his dumb teeth. Uh he he had no facial hair but on his like little like mustache under his under his nose and under his chin. So I was like, he needs some more hair or something, cause he don't look tough. He don't look he look like a baby in the face and shit. But this new hill run he been doing with Helm and Edge and the, the Judgment Day and Real Ripley, I love it. I love it. I love the music, the theme song, the purpleness. I love it all. Um I thought Originally I thought it was gonna be it used to be Edge used to be the head of the Judgment Day and then he got screwed over and then uh Finn Balor is the head of um Judgment Day. I really thought they were gonna let um AJ Styles be the uh to run Judgment Day. But I guess they did rehire his little brothers from the uh, the brothers of his other crew from Japan, so I guess they don't need AJ Styles to uh, run this group uh, I'm loving what they're doing with the group I love the music, I love the consistency With the storyline and behind the scenes And the and the freebies Online, YouTube, the, uh, the Internet content, I love it um, And then of course, Sami Zayn versus Jey Uso as the uh, Final match of the night uh, Of course, Solo Got involved in the match again And Jey won The match and he got beat up by the bloodline, so we you know what's to come from that. Um, I enjoyed their storyline this whole time. Um, main Jay. Um, I want him if he's gonna beat Roman Reigns in the next year, or so I, I, I'll take that. I'll take that. But I wish the Miz could get back into it because, like, I was surprised on WrestleMania he didn't have a match, but he was a host, but he didn't have a match. And I'm not sure what happened with this Dexter Lumen shit. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't remember how did it end. I know Johnny Gargano was involved, where he hired Dexter to stalk him, or something like that. I don't know how it ended, but uh, it, it was it was too long, and the payoff was nothing. I don't know. The payoff was dumb. The payoff was nothing. I don't know, and I don't know what they're doing with the um, Baron Corbin's store uh, character. He got uh, he was with uh, JBL. But then JBL either said, I'm not coming to this shit no more Or they just stop the storyline with him coming him, with him Or him mentoring him So I'm not sure what they did know with him I enjoyed the, uh, his old character when he was like happy Corbin, I think it was um, But he had to cut his hair He was balding like a motherfucker So he had to cut his hair I understand what he was doing with that He had to cut his hair Um and that's pretty much it for all my heels. Oh, Austin Theory. I love Austin Theory. Um, I hate it when they change his name to the theory, like last year's WrestleMania. I'm like, come on, Austin don't work here no more. He's a he's the here, he's the now. Give Austin Theory back his name. Like, what the fuck? Um, I love Austin Theory. I don't know why. I don't know why. I, but I love like I like Love Austin Theory though. Um, he's 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 my guy. Like, he's cute. Like I like him. Like I like him like sexually. I don't know why, but I do. Like his thighs, or something about Austin Theory. Something. I don't know, it's something. But cool things. Um that's pretty much it for my show. Um, I'm glad I did this. I got all my jitters out pretty much. It's kind of hard to, to talk by yourself for an hour. It's not that hard. It's not, you have a topic, there's a couple of topics It's really not that hard, it's just, it was scary It was very scary Um, But I'm going to edit this stuff And I'm going to post it later today Or maybe tomorrow morning And uh, see how it goes, I don't know I got to fix my YouTube, my uh, iTunes stuff Because I don't think my, the show is popping up on iTunes And I already paid for it for the year So I'm not sure why it's not coming up I need to fix that, and we're going to be on a break for about a week or two Because my co-host in the Morning J show, the regular show, she's going to have surgery And that's coming days, so she's going to be out of commissions for about a week or two So we, I will probably do another solo show a Morning J show after dark, probably later this week or next week or something. If I have something to talk about, I will surely get back on because I can yap. So it'll be some kind of content out. So stay tuned to our YouTube. Uh, not our YouTube. Stay tuned to our Twitter and it'll, it'll be updated in our Facebook. So follow us on Facebook, follow us on YouTube, and follow us on TikTok, even though I haven't posted on no clips in a while, but I will do that tonight or tomorrow. So that is the show, pretty much. The one j after dark show solo show TED talk it's long ass fucking uh title but i'm not sure which one i'm gonna use after dark or TED talk or solo or all of the above but next week or next time you hear this show we will have theme music finally i'm getting a theme music, thing theme music being made from a guy from fiverr.com and so we'll be having a theme song and an outro song and a rejoiners and all that little nice good shit. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. I need to find out what song we're gonna play just to end the show tonight. Let's see. So thanks for hanging with me. Thanks for joining with me. Uh thanks for going with me on this journey. This journey is we got more to come. We got more to come. So thanks for listening. Uh good night.
2: Mama let me sip the 40, I was just a shorty. Damn. Then I started spitting garlic, and they said, record we'll me. Man. I feel like this was for me. This is my story. Fast. Yeah, uh, John the porch, uh, I got a porch, i no take J- it back. I'm on the block with the killers and hold my own, of course. Yeah, J- J- I see my mom and dad separate, ain't talking talkin divorce. Said daddy was living by the fire, and he died by the torch. J- J- I'm with that. It's, we like the baby. I'm here from jet I ain't here back jet. i need a lawyer money for coming saying ain't nobody ain't sending that i'm in my cell like when i get out i'm making a movie no cinemax oh yeah back home and i'm fresh on bell phone chirping it was next to tell block popping, it was extra cell big dog they ain't showing remorse i was begging just to catch yourself same block we was going to war i was praying i ain't catch the chef oh we are starting for a thousand nights living like we trying to die tonight Sound like dynamite. I was out f- my cop money, selling soap like a sh- OG said you no f- black block up. I was mad, I was trying to fight. We ho. Mommy at work, daddy he dead. We ho. Stomach crawling like an Fg going to bed. We ho. Know me, all my friends are dead. We ho. We're pouring live from the other side of America. Pouring live from the other side. Yeah. Same corner where my brothers died. Yeah. Living like we ain't got care. Told my mama I ain't dying here. No on me, I ain't buying beer, no. ain't have a wheel, now I'm flying Lear, bunch of fellas on the jab with me, make a movie like it's car Air, started off in the basement, now it's rooftop, still a pioneer.